Hello and welcome back to Life Conversations with Marissa and Tracy. We have a wonderful guest here with us today. I am literally so thrilled that she said yes and has decided to join us. Um, my dear friend, Kim Bull. She is someone who I have always treasured in my life because of her way of living, her way of being in the world. She's so wise, so authentic, so vibrant and full of life. And we've asked her to join us today to talk about a very important and meaningful topic in our lives, one that Tracy and I have discussed before, and that is grief and loss. And so Kim, thank you so much for saying yes. Thank you for being here to share your story with us today. And before we dive into the questions, um, Tracy's going to share a fun little bio. <laughs> yeah, this is the most heartfelt bio I think I've ever read. So Kim is recently resigned elementary school counselor, looking forward to finding out what is next, what her next chapter looks like for her as her daughter graduates high school and heads off to university. She's a wannabe golfer, yogi, <laughs> pickleballer, and paddleboarder. She's in love with her husband and can be found cruising the local area with him on their boat. She's most proud of her relationships with her friends and her family. And she is so happy when she makes meaningful connections with people. So thank you for being here, Kim. We are so excited to have you. You're welcome. I feel privileged to be asked. Well, Okay, why don't we just dive in? Why don't you start by just sharing with our listeners a little bit about your journey of grief and loss? Well, um, <laughs> where do you start? Um, I think loss uh, looks different for everyone and at every time of your life. And there's multiple different kinds of losses. Um, for me, it started early when my father died uh, when I was nine. And then uh, we had several family members um, pass away. And uh, most recently, uh, my mom passed away 16 years ago, um, and um, my daughter was diagnosed with uh, leukemia two years ago, and she's doing great. But uh, Yay, there was some, Brooke. yeah, she's there, a warrior. Yeah, I know. So you know, also feelings of loss connected, loss and grieving connected to that. And I have a stepfather who was recently diagnosed with liver cancer, and so we're navigating those waters too, which, you know, um, trigger that loss and grief. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a lot to experience mm -hmm. in a lifetime. And I think one of the things that I really love, admire, appreciate about you is that, you know, I don't know if it's in spite of or because of the loss you've experienced, you approach life with such an open heart, mm -hmm. you embrace new experiences and challenges, you connect with people in such a meaningful way. So do you think that, that the way that you approach life, the person that you are, is that, is that informed by, is it a result of the loss you've experienced? Well, I mean, I, I think everything that happens to us in our life is a choice and an experience and then therefore a choice on how you want to respond. And, um, so I, I think I've just learned that over the years and I'm still, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, yeah, I think it's just, uh, sort of a, a, not to simplify it, but sort of a, a 
glass is half full or half empty sort of thing. And you, for me personally, I sometimes have to work harder mm -hmm. at looking at it as a full. And, uh, in, and uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Can we talk a little bit more about losing your mom mm -hmm. and what that experience was like for you and maybe a bit more about the special relationship that you had with her and why that was such a deep and profound loss for you. Mm. Yeah, my mom. Oh, she was just one of those people that was just loved and cherished by so many people. I get kind of shivers when I think about it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, we were very close and I... I I feel like we're still close, even though she's physically not here. She's, uh, we choose to, my, when I say we, my sister Kelly and I, we choose to uh, talk about her all the time with our children and with our friends and with family. And, and, and um, you know, if you didn't know our family, you might think that she is still living. Uh, and that's how we keep her alive and her memory uh, fresh and so my daughter Brooke who was only two and a half when she passed away obviously doesn't have um, the same memory as my nephew who um, would have been eight I guess at the time seven or eight and so we talk about her and that's how the kids continue to remember her or get to know her and uh, she was really she was an amazing grandma I think she loved being a grandmother much more than she loved being a parent. Um, and she just, she, I, I, I just feel like she had such a strong presence when she was here that it's still there. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I have pictures of her all over the house and talk to her regularly. And I know, I know what she would say if I come to a, a crossroads of something and I'm not sure what to do. I just know exactly what she would say. And Kelly, my sister and I, would you know uh say well you know what mom would say and most recently i uh, an example would be uh when my daughter was diagnosed uh, with cancer i immediately adopted this what we called business lori approach lori being my mom's name and mm -hmm. we were just mm -hmm. i was just i could feel myself become business lori and i had a job to do and i had information to get and i had um, a role that looked different than it had and I just had to um, yeah just get down to business and and figure it out and I could I it was like she was channeling I was gonna say yeah in 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 so, you know just in in that feeling that okay so this is okay I, I, I got this mm -hmm. I know what mom would say and you know there's you just you have um, a role you've got to be that strong supportive person for your daughter and you know, just go from there and just trust, trust the process. I can remember looking at myself in the mirror and going, okay, here we go again. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Well, and that one is much, obviously losing a mother versus mm -hmm. obviously your daughter's yes. great now. Yes. And, but it, there's still fear in that, yeah, right? Absolutely. So absolutely. when you first lost your mom 16 years ago, yeah. how did you, what have you learned since in those 16 years like has it changed what you've learned the evolution mm. of loss mm -hmm. um to now like what have you brought with you in that last 16 years 
Oh, that's such a good question. I think I'm still figuring that out. Um, what have I learned? Uh, I, I sounds sort of cliche, but that that the loss that you feel isn't an ending. Mm. It's just it's it's a, a the loss is of the of seeing the person you know, on a regular basis, but the person is still there. Mm -hmm. If, if, you know, if you remember them and, and, um, and honor them that way, but, uh, obviously it's, it's different, but I, sometimes I think it feels like my mom's just on an extended holiday mm -hmm. somewhere. And, and, you know, so it doesn't feel final, which is weird to say, but it, it's a feeling that I can't, it's hard to describe. Mm -hmm. It's just like, like she's just somewhere. I don't know where she is, mm -hmm. um, but she's not gone forever. Um, it's not. It's not like the ending of her. It's uh, just a change in how she interacts with us in our life. I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I, I. I guess. I guess just knowing how that feels and carrying that feeling into. You know, obviously the, the next stage where there's going to be a lot more losses, um, you know, with my stepdad's diagnosis mm -hmm. and his life will be shortened for sure. And my, um, my husband Shane's, his parents just died. Um, and so they're, you know, we're entering that stage of life where, yeah, where we're going to be, you know, uh, supporting other people or, or having to figure out how to navigate those those times ourselves so yeah I I it's a good question you know like I thought about what have I learned and I think I'm still just figuring that out mm -hmm. well and by the sounds of it you you do channel your what did you call Lori the, the business, business Lori yes. which is <laughs> I love that it's I love amazing that. especially in those times of mm -hmm. like I'm out of control right mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. in a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So I need to channel this mm -hmm. like strong, amazing, powerful yeah. woman mm -hmm. to help me get through. Yes. Like, yes, totally. And that gives me shivers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I can say I have been in absolute awe of the way that you have walked through your journey with Thank Brooke you. and her diagnosis and her treatment mm -hmm. and her recovery. Mm -hmm. It's been amazing mm -hmm. and I think now hearing you mm -hmm. talk about how you've really leaned into mm -hmm. that relationship with mm -hmm. your mom and mm -hmm. the strength that you draw from mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. it is amazing how those those deep connections and bonds can really carry you through mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. when that person is no longer mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. like that's a, such a beautiful thing and you and for me I didn't know mm -hmm. you know you don't know you have that that resource inside you or in your you know in your being until you're you're until you need it mm -hmm. and then it's like oh that's exactly what my mom would do mm -hmm. okay this it's going to be okay hmm. yeah 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 i'm sure walking through this journey with brooke there's there's certainly some loss that you've mm -hmm. experienced along the way. You know, when a teenager has to go mm -hmm. through something that 
scary and hard and profound at such a young Mm -hmm. age there's there's like a loss of their Mm -hmm. innocence that comes along with that can you talk a little bit about what that's been like for you or for her so when I when I think about that I think about a loss that I would feel is for her like I feel her loss Mm -hmm. um because she's missed out on a lot. She's, you know, uh, missed all of her grade 11, which are those, you know, those informing, that informing year for your grade 12, yeah. I think. A lot of the connections and, and uh, grade 11 is, is kind of the beginning of how you're, you know, you're, you're heading into grade 12 after that. And, and so, so she's missed a lot. She's had, um, she plays uh, uh, rugby, soccer, She's which, an amazing which, athlete. Which she loves, mm-hmm. yes. And she has not been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's missed out on the that uh, sort of high school ending of those sports, which she really felt that not being able to play for her school, mm-hmm. um, not being able to play for her club team, not getting to go, you know, to... Um, and, and watching all of her friends uh, do that. And that, that was really hard to witness. Um you know, and you know, lot, like there's just there's lots of there's lots of those firsts that she you know has that those have had been put on hold. Mm-hmm. They're not lost; they're just on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, so that so for me to, to just witness and watch her uh, feel that um, that's hard as a mom. You know, to watch your kids oh. feel. I mean, it, there's the there's the physical element of going through. Um, her illness, and then there's the social emotional part of it. And uh, uh, I, I, I thought we were close before. Um, this is a whole new level that I feel is a white line, a, a silver lining. Uh, you know, there's lots. We've found lots of silver linings as we've gone along. Mm-hmm. This and and uh, uh, her. It, it almost overshadows in some ways the things that she's lost and had to put on hold because who she is is because of this experience is uh, I just she's I'm so proud of her she has a, a sense of grit and fortitude and resiliency that uh, I think a lot of adults don't have and uh, she looks at the world um, and things so differently now um, she did a little um, a little bit on social media for survivors, uh, cancer survivor uh, day, and she uh, submitted this little clip, and she said that uh, what she's learned uh, from cancer is that life is a privilege. Mm. And she went on to talk about that, and I, I just, I, I listened to that, and I thought, wow, like this is amazing. This is what this has taught her, and so. Yeah, there's lots, there are losses, but I feel like those will be made up. Mm-hmm. You know, that, like I said, that's just on hold. And so, it, I mean, not to take away from her, uh, you know, if she was sitting here right now, she'd, you know, probably roll her eyes and say, yeah, but mom, I didn't get to play mm-hmm. uh, rugby at high school rugby. And, and that is absolutely true. And I wish that that were different. But in exchange, you know, that experience has, um, has shaped her into such an amazing person mm. that, uh, you know, this, I, when she first was diagnosed, I looked at her and I said, okay, so 
this is now part of your resume. Um, this will be on there for the rest of your life. And she looked at me kind of funny and I said, like, this will, this will shape and influence every decision you make from this point on. And uh, you have an, a choice to, you know, make it a positive one or a negative one. And I, and I mean, I knew that she would make it an, a positive one for sure. And, and that, cause that was already how I saw her personality already. And, uh, and so that's, luckily that's what's happening. So I, I, when, when you say loss, I think, yeah, there are, you know, I can say this because she's, um, you know, going to be finished her treatment in August and she's, doing great and uh, everything looks fabulous and so it's all it's all positive so mm -hmm. I can I can look at it you know and say okay so that experience what were the what were the things about that experience that were life-changing and positive and then you know the, the list of loss stuff is smaller than the the gains I guess Wow I guess I would say that is an amazing perspective and yeah in speaking with Brooke her insight her maturity mm -hmm. her perspective mm -hmm. on life and who she is and relationships mm -hmm. like there's a clarity that comes yeah. with it right yeah yeah that I don't think you can that any of us regardless of our age can can get unless we've experienced mm -hmm. something you know on that level it's that felt experience that when you're in those shoes you know and you really, really get it. It's not something you read in a book or that right. somebody told you. You felt it. You're, mm -hmm. you're living it. And I think that's, that's such good learning. Mm -hmm. And it's so clear how deeply connected the two of you yeah. are. It's amazing. What a beautiful, beautiful relationship you have. I know. I know. I feel so lucky. Yeah. Going back to the loss of your mom, mm -hmm. do you feel like that has shifted in any way your approach to motherhood, like from the very beginning? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think I, what I said earlier was that my mom loved being a grandma. She wasn't as much, she loved that more than she loved being a parent. My mom was a single parent for most of her life and really found um, parenting challenging she worked full time and and didn't you know have a lot of money for for the early years and and a um, lot of, or a lot of time and just seemed for the most part you know kind of just like at her wits end you know with us too <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. just kind of like okay yeah. can you just go away you know we would want to snuggle in bed with her and she'd be like oh, you know rigid in there just waiting for us to get out uh, and so. It wasn't until we were in our 20s and she met uh, the love of her life, my stepdad, and we got to see this woman who we had never seen before, who was smiling and happy and, you know, doing things that she wanted to do. And, and she knew that my sister and I were good and she could focus on her life. And so that evolved into being a grandparent and uh you know the kind of grandparent that like gets on the floor with the grandkids and just you know can't wait to see them and their life revolves around that and that's who she was because my sister had her three kids first um and so you could I you know we we had uh several years with her as a grandmother and and uh and so 
when I think about me as a mom and I was, and I was um, 40 when I had Brooke, so I was older. And so I had, you know, lots of time to look at, okay, so, you know, uh, I really love what that family's doing over there. Or I, I think I might do it differently than that family. And so there was, when you're, you kind of wait, when you're a late bloomer, you have the benefit of people's experience. Um, and so I, and Kelly, my sister, and I did it together, which was really helpful to do, uh, to parent together. Uh, I, I look at uh, the things that my mom did really, really well, and I want to do exactly that. Mm. Um, and then the things that I wish she'd done differently, I think, huh, you know, what would, if I, if I could have said that to her, what would I have wanted? And I take that sort of sentiment into my role as a stepmom. Mm. Um, which is, it's, that's a different thing than being the bio mom. And mm -hmm. there's not a lot of guidebooks about that or handbooks or anything. And so, and so every true. family is so different. Yeah. And so I, what guides my, or what, what I try to do anyway, is, is what guides my sort of my, my step parenting style is because I was also step-parented and had step-siblings and I think about what I wished it looked like when that was happening and what I was missing and what felt valuable and so yeah so my own experience definitely informs you know how I want to be mm -hmm. as a mom and a stepmom. Mm -hmm. What are the things that your mom did <laughs> really really well that you try to emulate? She so I'm she was okay so in the early years she was like that classic old-fashioned mom like um well business Lori mm -hmm. <laughs> she um I love that. she um was kind of a Kind of like a, what's the word badass if I can say that oh mm. yeah you can okay. say that okay good badass, badass Lori yeah oh yeah business Single badass Lori mom though yeah two daughters yes and so there wasn't a whole lot of room for you know um what I needed which was a little more of the emotional mm. stuff um but what and that came later mm. so in when you know in the early years her she was like all uh you know, the expectations were, this is what I expect, and this is what's going to happen if you don't do that. And so we all, we always knew where the line was. And, uh, and, and, you know, nowadays we call that consistency and um, clarity around expectations. And so my mom was doing all of those things that I think are really important when in the early years, sort of setting the foundation for, um, you know, your kids on, you know, here's, here's, I'm going to pick my battle and I, that battle that I pick, I'm going to be selective, but I'm going to win it. Mm -hmm. And so she was like that, uh, early years. And then, and then she evolved, uh, into this loving, kind, completely present mom. And, uh, who just like exuded love. And so that's, I try to be both of those. <laughs> Doesn't always work, but uh, that is sort of my framework that I use, that that balance between being a hard ass and uh, a softy, mm -hmm. you know, trying to figure out how, how to do both of those. I um, think you might have perfected it. I don't know. 
I think you have. You might want to ask my kids. (laughs) Which one do you feel comes more natural? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I'm an emotional person. um, And I love to talk. And talk about things and and uh, discuss and and uh, you know hug and all that kind mm. of stuff. My mom wasn't so much that um, but so I have that for sure but I also have this kind of uh, yeah I also have that other part that that uh, you know that is yeah I guess maybe more the lovey part I don't know I, I you totally like I said to you I <laughs> known you for a very short period of time <laughs> at our child's mm. elementary mm. school many years ago mm-hmm. and you exuded that mm. Kim like oh, you really? just oh my gosh yes oh, absolutely wow, yeah. wow. okay yeah. so if your mom was alive right now mm-hmm. what would you want what would you like what what would you want to hear from her what would you want her to, to oh, say wow Hmm. Well, I'd want her to. Hmm. That's a good one. I. I'd want her to say that she loves the choices that I've made. Mm. Uh, that she didn't get to really know my husband. Mm. Um, because uh, we had just gotten together and so I kind of forced you know some time even though she was sick because I knew that there wasn't going to be much mm-hmm. time and so I I kind of tried to fast track it and and so they we did spend time together um, my mom and stepdad and, and Shane and I but um, I would lie I would love her to say you know wow wow like she was a little concerned about me um when you know in those uh last few months about my happiness and you know um having just recently been divorced at that time and with a young baby uh and so she was a bit worried about me and i i kept saying i'm gonna be fine and she said i know but you know as a mother you mm-hmm. you want to know and you want to think that's true um but she just wasn't here long enough to really know and so i think um if she doesn't already know which i kind of feel like she does absolutely you know i i feel like when you asked me that question i said i feel like i'm thinking i feel like She's already telling me somehow that um, that she's happy, mm-hmm. that I'm happy, and she thinks I'm doing a good job, and she loves loves my daughter Brooke, and um, and that and and actually funny, I think she would say to me, "Okay, you know what? You did a better job with the step parenting than I did," <laughs> because that's the one thing that her and I would. Butt heads about, and I wasn't even a step parent back then. I, I, um, I'm gonna have to make sure my stepsister Melissa listens to this because uh, we, her, and I have that conversation all the time about, Do you? Yeah, yeah, about the kind of stepmom my mom was, and and um, and how that has shaped, uh, hopefully, how uh, that I'm doing it a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I, 
it was it was a hard one for her that step parenting part for my mom was really hard and uh, and so yeah I think that she would probably say okay all right you're doing a pretty good job and and the funny thing I'm just sort of remembering things as as I'm talking so uh, my stepsister Melissa who um, and now has two children of her own and uh, just recently is in her 40s uh, she um, with this gorgeous long haired redhead that was feisty and and uh, uh, my mom said to me you just wait you know when I would say to her well mom you know I think that if you tried this or you what about if doing this and you know giving her like because I had no experience parenting <laughs> let alone step parenting but and so she would say like a lot of I think I sometimes yes. catch myself from saying you just wait. Uh, oh, I have said that to my kids. Yes, yeah. right. It's like <laughs> it's in there. And, yeah, you know, you just wait. You just wait. And so, sure enough, I meet Shane, and he has a red-headed stepdaughter, uh, Cameron, who I love, and I laughed so hard when I realized that we were going to be a family, and I was going to have, you know, the you just wait. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, here you go. You have Let's your see own how you're going to do with yeah. it. Mm. We'll see how you do. So I hope that my mom would say, yeah. you're doing a great job. Yeah. So Well, you do have a beautiful family. The connection is just so real mm. and so pure. And anyone who is lucky enough to mm. share time with your family really mm. sees that you have poured your heart mm. into those relationships. Mm. You really have. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. One thing that I really love that you have talked about that you and Kelly do is talk about your mom mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. with your kids, with mm-hmm. your families, with mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And you really keep her presence alive and felt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. I, mm-hmm. When Tracy and I discussed our own grief um, back in episode five mm-hmm. um I, I listened I, to some of that yeah <laughs> I discussed how that was that's just such a contrast to what my experience mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. when my mom passed away and I'm working on really changing that mm-hmm. now because because there was no there was no talk about it her, was just right? final was, it yeah. was just yeah yes it was very final very old school yes thinking yes and again like I don't know if it was generational. I don't know if it was just because it was so painful. Yeah, probably all, um, of, the above. all of the above. But are there certain traditions that you have that you and Kelly share? Certain ways that you really honor your mm-hmm. mom that that do keep her spirit alive? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we do the, you know, the sort of the uh, every. Um, Every birthday, my mom's birthday is May 25th, and we, um, it's evolved uh, a little bit, but um, what we used to do, and we changed it a little bit now, is that um, I would plan a lunch with um, my mom's three besties, and my Mm. sister and I, and we would go somewhere, you know, locally and have lunch, and we have a, a framed photo of my mom, and her, one of her favorite photos of herself, really? and we bring that to lunch, and it sits at the table, and we all toast her, and, oh, and that's so yeah, it's funny, some of the people in the restaurants around here, they know that that's what we do, 
Uh, and so that's that so very cool. It is. Yeah, it's cool. great. Uh, it's changed. It changed um, uh, in the last few years because two of my mom's friends have passed away. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. And so what um, we did this past year and the time, maybe two years, three years now, is uh, we just go out for lunch with my stepdad, the three of us, mm. and uh, and toast my mom with the photo at the table, and we do that. And um, and then on the anniversary of her of her passing, we uh, this was my my stepdad's idea to um, uh, each have a rose, and we go. Uh, her my mom's ashes are spread in the uh, in Roberts Bay. Mm in front of uh, their house and so we take a rose and the three of us and we toss the rose in into the water and have a little moment and talk mm-hmm. about her and and uh, mostly my, my stepdad talks about how much he misses her and loves her and and uh, how hard that's been for him and what he remembers and just you know just that time for you know I've, yeah it's it's a tough one um, I, I just thought of another thing that we did that I was reminded of the other day. Uh, my mom, uh, they, my stepdad has not moved from the family home. So we, we probably didn't go through my mom's clothes for five years, I guess, after she passed. Oh, and wow. we didn't really have a need to, or a desire to, mm-hmm. and there wasn't like there was, uh, someone else wasn't taking over the closet. Um, but then my dad, stepdad did meet someone, his wow. current wife, Carolyn. And so it was sort of the impetus to, okay, it's time. Mm-hmm. So we went through all of her clothes and, um, and my mom was just the cutest little thing. And, and, uh, she liked to wear a lot of hoodies and jeans. Um, but she also had some really cute clothes and, uh, fashionable clothes, I guess. And so I, Kelly and I went through the, the clothes and I, I thought when I'm, cause she, my mom died when she was 64. And I thought when I'm 64, what do I want to wear out of all these clothes? And so I picked, I don't know, a bunch of items and I put them in a rubber bin. And, uh, so I'm saving those and those are in my attic. Uh, and then the rest mm. we put, um, in, we hung them up in my rec room. We did kind of a clothing thing where we hung up all the clothes, all of her handbags, wallets, belts, accessories, jewelry, and we sort of made my rec room into a uh, little store, department store kind of thing. And we had all of her friends come over and pick out what they wanted from her stuff. And they just loved it. Oh my gosh. You know, cause they, they were things that they loved that she used to wear. Mm. And, uh, and it was a little piece of her and Just a little key yeah, sink. yeah. And that felt really great to do that because mm. it's, I, I mean, not everybody is necessarily attached to the things, but, mm. but it just felt like, what do you do with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you do with all that? It didn't feel right to just take it to, mm-hmm. you know, to donate it somewhere. Yeah. You wanted people that were really yeah. connected to her yeah. to have. A little piece of her. A little piece of her. Yeah. Yeah. Like their favorite thing that she used to wear. And so, yeah. When my dad passed away, we actually took all of his work shirts and had a woman make, (gasps) there's three daughters and my mom, and we had them all make 
quilts. Oh of my shirts. god, I just got shivers. Oh. Yeah, so we all have the same quilt out of my dad's shirt. Oh, I love that. And it's just like a good little, like, it's my blanket yes. on my couch that I, oh, yeah, that I always just it's snuggle like with. total comfort. Mm-hmm. And just that piece of like, yeah. he's just always with me. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I so, love that. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to have, like, I love that you also could give pieces away mm-hmm. to those people who mm-hmm. really loved and mm-hmm. celebrated her, right? But also to have a piece for yourself that yeah 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 it's important. I mean, you know, I probably won't fit into those clothes <laughs> when I'm 64, but we'll see. Well, <laughs> that's some, that's a, oh, a life a goal right day there. When you open up that bin, I know. Um, I know. And just to be able to go back through it again and be like at 64. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm 64. Yes. Like that, that and there will be so many memories yes. attached to all of those well, pieces. And holy cow! I'm just realizing that is only. Six years away for me. Wow. What? Yeah. Yeah, that seems... That's a big celebratory. Yeah, it seems... That seems impossible to me. But, you know, she... That I could be getting close to that age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Can we talk a little bit about how it felt when your stepdad met Mm -hmm. another woman? Mm -hmm. Obviously, how many years... Oh, I would, I think it's about five years. Yeah. Yeah. How, like, how was that for you and your sister knowing that, like, that's the family home? Mm -hmm. It felt great, to be honest. I mean, he, uh, he'd had, he dated a few women in between that we knew were just, you know, just, you know, kind of fun date type things. But when he met Carolyn, we were thrilled because... Uh, they seemed really well matched Mm -hmm. and you know he was he was lonely Mm -hmm. and he was missing you know being in a in a relationship and and not that you know not not that it's a replacement Mm -hmm. at all and 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 they're very open about that too in their relationship that um, you know she's very respectful of of her role Um, she lost Mm -hmm. her mom and her dad um, had a second wife, and so she really understood how that mm-hmm. felt, and so right. she mm-hmm. sort of took that into her relationship with my stepdad. That okay, I want to be super respectful of you know this of situation. your history, yeah, and your relationships, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she is, and you know, he 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 just loves he loves being loved, and he mm-hmm. loves to love, and so. Mm-hmm. When, you know, when he was alone, it was really hard to see him like that. Wow. And was he around the same age as your mom? Like no, no, because he he's about nine years younger than her. So, wow. so he, he was, was young. young. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So it was nice for, for us to see him with someone and to mm-hmm. see him smiling and happy mm-hmm. to, you know, to just... That he would find love and beauty and meaning yeah. in his next chapter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and for all of you to still be connected. Yeah, that's a big. No, it is great. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. When your dad first passed away, yeah, how? Because you were nine, you said. Yeah. So how was that? How how did you process that versus obviously at twenty some? No, how how old? Forty. Forty when yeah. your mom passed. 
Very two different. Yeah, very, very different. different. And also different in the sense that my parents were actually divorced. Mm. So it's a complicated grief. Yeah. Um, it's layered. Were they, div- um, they were divorced. They were divorced. Yes. You, okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, um, so we didn't see, you know, 1974 when he died, it was very a different time in terms of, um, how you navigated through that. Yeah. And so we didn't see my dad very often. So, um, and we moved back and forth, you know, he moved, um, up to Williams Lake with a job we followed. Then we moved back to Vancouver and then we went back to Williams Lake. There was a little bit of, of that going on. I think they were trying to figure out, uh, whether it was going to work or not work. Mm -hmm. And, um, my mom did not talk a lot about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, even, um, to the day she died, it was, um, a real, uh, a real sore spot for her. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I, the loss started, you know, the loss of my dad started, you know, before he died, um, just with him not being part of our family. Um, and then uh, not getting to see him very much. And then he died very suddenly. He was only 37. Um, and uh, the cause of death is was unknown. Uh, they're not really sure what happened. And so, and being that my parents were divorced, there wasn't a whole lot of recourse for my mom. Mm-hmm. And we were quite alienated from his family at that point. And so we've reconnected over the years a little bit. But... Uh, which is also another part of the loss is losing the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, so, I mean, there's the whole conversation about complicated grief. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the layers and layers of, you know, um, the complicated kind, you know, as opposed to just the, you know, lo- losing someone uh, t- to death, mm-hmm. which um, is different than, I think, when you add... add um, all those other things in there. Uh, so, yeah. There's almost, you, you talked about this earlier, this, this grieving of possibility, mm-hmm. of potential, of mm-hmm. what you imagined yes. could have been and yes. never had the chance yes. to be. Yeah, with my, yeah, with my dad. Yeah. yeah. We never, never, we didn't get to get into it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, I, and then, uh, so then not really having a father figure for a lot of years. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the loss of what could have been or what should have been or what I wanted it to be or what I hoped it would be. Uh, so that's, yeah, so that's a, a different kind of loss mm-hmm. than, say, losing my mom, which is feels like a loss of all of our memories, even though it isn't, you know, if you keep them alive. But it is that that feeling initially of that loss of, of your, of all those memories and that, just that sadness that that person that you shared all that time with is no longer here. And then as well as, cause you know, um, she was fairly young at 64 and you know, was, um, I think that's dying young. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So then there was also that loss of what, you know, what our life could have looked like, you know, as, her as a grandmother mm-hmm. to my my daughter and my two stepkids and so that there's that loss too yeah i think you're a person that just you know approaches this whole experience of grief and loss with 
looking for the silver lining, <laughs> finding the, mm. the, the joy and the connection and using mm. that to really like fuel how you mm. approach life. But are there times still where you really do feel just deep sadness mm. that she's no longer here? Yeah. And what do you do in those moments? I, I, I find that those hit me when I'm not at all mm. expecting it, which I think is probably typical. Yeah. When I see, you know, um, a grandmother with a daughter and a, and a, like a mother, like the three. And, uh, you know, I'll notice it right away and go, oh. and then it'll just hit me that I, that we don't have that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's, it just is what it is. Um, you know, and, and it's sad. And I think I probably used to just default to the, you know, okay, well, da, 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 let's carry you know, on, let's carry on. Let's be business Lori about it and, you know, find the silver lining. But I, but there's definitely, I, I almost have to, uh, let myself just feel sad about it Mm because I feel like that sadness comes out in other ways Mm -hmm. it leaks it leaks out Mm -hmm. into other situations when the other situation didn't actually warrant it you know what I mean oh I a hundred percent know what you mean there and you're like you're trying to deny it and ignore it and it's like it's saying I will not be ignored Mm -hmm. and it's gonna come out and so yeah so I'm aware that I just I need to to be uh kind of connected more with that sometimes and just be more mindful. Oh, there it is. Oh, mm-hmm. there it is. You know, and not try and, and uh, positive thought it. Mm-hmm. Well, and mm-hmm. it's actually just love. Yeah. If we really look at it. Yes. Like, you brought this Absolutely. amazing um, writing quote, quote, verse. That, do you want to share yeah, that? Sure. It's so good. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Okay. It's uh, it. The title is love came first by Donna Ashworth. I need to put my glasses on here. Uh, you don't move on after loss, but you must move with, you must shake hands with grief, welcome her in for she lives with you now, pull her a chair at the table and offer her comfort. She is not the monster you first thought her to be. She is love. And she will walk with you now, stay with you now, peacefully, if you let her. And on the days when your anger is high, remember why she came. Remember who she represents. Remember, grief came to you, my friend, because love came first. Love came first. Hmm. Okay, we're all (laughs) very moved by that. (laughs) Wow. Okay, I just leaked. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Me too. Before we finish up our time with you, Kim, can we talk about one more thing that I Mm -hmm. we're both experiencing right now? (laughs) I think I might know what that is. Um, Yeah, as we talked about in the beginning, grief and loss comes in so many different forms in our lives, and you and I first met because mm-hmm. we had babies mm-hmm. in 2005 yes. and those babies mm-hmm. have grown up mm-hmm. and are graduating I know we from high school. Because that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> that wasn't supposed right? to happen. Right? They weren't going to be in the same school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you yeah. No, 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 no. Well, that, that yeah. I mean, that is They were supposed to stay babies forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in 
Yeah, they are graduating together. In our our play group. Mm -hmm. That's where we met. That's where we met. In sport ball. Yeah. And of course, graduation is a celebratory time. There is so much that they have been challenged with and worked mm. through and accomplished and achieved mm. in all these mm. years, especially Brooke and what mm. she's gone through. Mm. So yeah, there's a celebration that comes with mm. this moment of graduation, but sure. also can we talk about mm-hmm. there's a deep sadness yes. that you feel yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, as the parent yes. and as the student. Well, both. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. you are right. I'm thinking about it from my <laughs> I'm a little self-absorbed over here. <laughs> My baby's grown up. Yeah, no, for sure. I it, the reason I said from the student is because mm-hmm. that's what Brooke and I have been talking about yeah. lately. That um, you know, there's she's um, going to UVic next year, and so we've had to, you know, do all the class registration and all that kind of stuff. And she's been finding it very hard to be. Um, thinking about mm-hmm. that next chapter getting excited about yes. what's next she really she just basically said to me mom I, I i am loving my grade 12 it's going way too fast i don't want it to end and i just want to be present in the moment mm-hmm. and i i just had to respect that because that's so true and i what i want for her is to be mindful and present and so mm-hmm. there it was and so uh, I, I feel like her, it, it feels like a loss for mm-hmm. her that she's mm-hmm. losing that. Uh, and it's not like it's, it's not a, it's not a loss as in like, you know, the same kind of loss as um, like say a, a death would be, but it's a loss of that time. It's mm-hmm. a loss of, of uh, that, uh, that youth. Yes. That. The, when when life was, I mean, they don't realize it, but life was easy. Mm. I mean, not easy, but easier. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I think kids are, are, are wanting to get out of school so quick and move on to the next thing. And then they get on to the next thing and they're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait, that was great. That was really that great. Was great. Yeah. What, mm. I want to be back there. And so I think that's where Brooke is mm. right now. And, and, um, and, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've even tapped into the loss that I'm going to feel yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so, and I think the reason why is because um, I'm so excited that she gets to do regular mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. That I'm just, I'm like, okay, you're going to, you get to go to UVic and you get to graduate, and and I'm and I'm so excited for her and that I haven't even thought about how challenging that's going to be on a Tuesday night because she's um, going to be living in residence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and that, um, that was, that was something that we talked about her and I, and, and I pushed for her actually, because I feel like she has lost or missed out on, shall I say, uh, a lot of things. And I feel like her moving out and moving into that next You want stage. her to have the whole experience. I do, yeah. I do. And I mean, that's that's what my head is saying, you know, mm. intellectually, I'm looking at it that way. You know, I hope that that's how it feels for her and for me. I know that, 
you know, on a Tuesday night when she's not at home and mm. I'm thinking, well, what is she doing and where is she? And, mm. you know, we're... And we're, what am I supposed to do what now? Are, yeah, well, we're, and we're joined at the hip yeah. right now. And um, so, yeah, so, you know, talk to me in about October. And, okay. We'll and we'll re- talk about, yeah. We might need to revisit yeah, this. We'll yeah, we'll see how I feel in the loss yeah. department there. But, but I, it, it, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of kids experience that feeling mm-hmm. of loss and they don't know, like at the ending, the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it is the, the end ending of an era. Loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think they don't know how, uh, how to talk about it, how to feel about it, how, that, it, that it's even a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's for many of them probably the first time they've experienced that feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard yeah. to even know what is that yeah. put a name to it yeah describe it yeah why am i resisting yeah you know yeah um I, I someone said the other day that their their um student doesn't want to go to the grad and that what was underneath it was mm. i i'm not ready for that i wow. don't want to if i do that wow. that means it's done that's over and i was like yeah hmm. I, you know it's it's big that is big yeah that is big yeah and yeah i think for all the the moms and dads and grandparents out there mm-hmm. who are prepping for graduation just know that it's very yeah. natural mm-hmm. to feel all the feelings yeah. we feel so proud and excited mm-hmm. for them and then we also feel yeah really anxious anxious and yeah. also sad about yeah. yeah the end of a chapter yes, totally of our lives totally. like we miss those little kids yeah. that used to want to yeah. snuggle and yeah. hold our hand 100%. and yeah. We miss those moments, yeah. but at the same time, we feel so grateful for yeah. Yeah. what's coming next. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the both. Oh, yes, it's the balancing of the both. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, being happy that they're doing what you want them to do, which is thriving and moving forward and and being more independent. And but it also is like, oh, wait a minute. Could it go a little slower? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody tells you, oh, it goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. And you hear that. And then when you're going, you're yeah. in it, you're like, yes, it does. Oh, I, I go back to this quote all the time that the days are long, mm-hmm. but the years are short. And when they are yes. young, it feels like, oh, the next 10 years, oh that's gosh. a long yes. time. Feels yeah. like they're going to be yeah. little forever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... You're here and you wonder how it all happened so fast. Yep. I just yeah. had that conversation with my stepsister, yep. Melissa, who has two little ones. And she just, you know, it's, you, it's again, you just yeah. have to feel it. Yeah. You, you, you can hear it, but you, you feel it. And it's I different. literally approached a stranger at Gray's <laughs> Cafe who had her baby in a stroller and started crying <laughs> about my kid graduating <laughs> from high school. She's I probably was that told person. that story. I was, I was that like, person. Gosh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's. Oh. But I think that that's that's a whole other topic. But that I think that wisdom that you oh, have wow. and passing that on to a mom, whether she wanted to hear it or not, yeah. um, you know, she can take that and do what she ever, whatever she wants with that information. But I think that that. Uh, you know, we've all had, well, I think we most of us have had mentors in our life. Mm-hmm. I can think of many. And that that is probably the most valuable thing is when you pass on your wisdom and, yeah. and uh, experience. Yeah. Well, I hope some part of it landed and that <laughs> was just a little reminder to her to savor so the moment. So when the child was screaming, yes. she was like, embrace this. <laughs> embrace it. 
Oh, doesn't last forever. Yeah. yeah. I know. Oh, we this discussed at the beginning when we first all met and talked mm-hmm. before we started recording mm-hmm. that you had met with 13, no, not 13, like 20. I think, yeah, I think I had, I invited about 20. I can't, I'm thinking we, almost all of them were there. Yeah. Like 20 women over at the beginning of kindergarten yes. where you, you know, you're like, these are going to be my, mm-hmm. these, I'm going to be in it with yes. these women for the yes. next 13 yes. years. Yes. And then you just celebrated yes. with those same, same 20 ish yeah. women. Yeah. Yeah. This end of an era. Yes, I know. And that 13 years just flew by. Isn't it wild? Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. I love you, girl. I love you, too. Thank you for being with us and sharing your heart mm-hmm. and your wisdom and making me laugh and cry <laughs> and just feel it all, as I yeah. always do with you. Well, <laughs> it is a privilege to be asked to do this. Um, I love this. This is an amazing thing you both are doing and I I feel honored to be here and talk about things that are really really important mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I love I love this kind of stuff <laughs> we'll have you back we will definitely have you back uh, thank you Kim thank you. thank you that was great and thank you to all of our listeners we always appreciate you being a part of our life conversations community and we will be back real soon <laughs>